Hey, this is Adam Godbow, pastor of Faith Methodist Church. We're so glad you're listening to our podcast. This morning we talked about peace, so please enjoy. Good morning. David, real quickly, sorry to put you on the spot, and seriously, David did not know about this. Um, we uh, So one of the things we want to do is, uh, every Sunday when we gather, we want you to fill out your communication cards. And of course, it's important because it helps me know how best to be praying for you. But what you didn't know last week is that we did a random drawing of all the communication cards that were that were in the offering plate for the first week of Advent. So, if you not just being here, but filling out a communication card, you actually had an opportunity to win a prize. And we had a random drawing, and uh, we drew two names because we got two prizes to give away this morning. Catherine, you've won yourself a little journal, and then we had a uh, a young one. When, when something, he won himself a nice little Bible. Addison, where are you? Enjoy, read it, consume it. All right, so fill out your communication cards. There's, there's no telling what might happen next week. I invite you to turn with me back to the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. We're in chapter 7 this morning. In chapter 7, we'll be reading the first 17 verses. This is another one of those passages that Lindsay recommends. When you get to the names, you just pronounce them how you want, and everybody thinks you're a scholar. Just stick with it. Pick your pony. The word of the Lord from the, God, uh, from the prophet Isaiah. In the days of Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Ramalia, The king of Israel came up to Jerusalem to wage war against it, but could not yet mount an attack against it. When the house of David was told, Syria is in league with Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz and the heart of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. And the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out to meet Ahaz, you and Shurjashub, your son, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field, and say to him, Be careful, be quiet, do not fear, do not let your heart be faint because of these two smoldering stumps of firebrands. At the fierce anger of Rezin and Syria, the son of Ramalia, because Syria with Ephraim and the son of Ramalia has devised evil against you, saying, let us go up against Judah and terrify it, and let us conquer it for ourselves and set up the son of Tabeel, as king in the midst of it, thus says the Lord God, it shall not stand and it shall not come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus. The head of Damascus is Rezin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be shattered from being a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria. And the head of Samaria is the son of Ramalia. If you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Hear then 
O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. The Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Syria. Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray that you would bless us as your people as we hear from your word. Lord, bless its reading to our hearts and our minds. And Lord, we pray that you would move among us. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would speak to our hearts that you would help us to respond in faith. We pray all this in the name of Jesus, Emmanuel. God with us. Amen. About 730-some-odd years before Jesus, Assyria was the superpower of the ancient world. They were the biggest and the baddest dudes you can imagine. And they were expanding their their empire westward. And so Syria, which is north of Israel, was feeling threatened by this powerhouse. And so they began to form alliances with their neighbors. One of the people groups that they formed an alliance with was the northern tribes, which the prophet Isaiah refers to as Ephraim here, because that was the largest of the northern tribes. But The kingdom of Israel had been divided, and you had Israel to the north and Judah to the south. And Ahaz is king over Judah, residing in Jerusalem. So, Israel has formed an alliance with Syria in order to try to withstand this powerhouse that is Assyria, which is expanding. The ancient world is in turmoil. There's a lack of peace. There's a lack of stability. And together with Syria, Ephraim, the northern tribes, and along with the Philistines, they begin to pressure Judah to join their alliance. But Ahaz, king of Judah, doesn't want to join their alliance. He thinks Assyria is far more powerful than any of them, even any of them all together combined. And so they don't want to form the, join the alliance. Ahaz, a descendant of David... He's king over Judah, and his times are indeed troubled. And for Judah and for Ahaz, their king, life is simply unstable. Far from peace. You know, we don't like instability. We don't like it when peace can't be found. We like to feel comfortable. We like to feel like we know what is happening and that we can control what is happening. And so what do we do? We begin to scramble. When life is tumultuous, when things are uncertain, when we can't find peace, we scramble for it. We look for it wherever we think we can find it. We look for stability and some semblance of peace anywhere we think that it can be found. Human nature thirsts for stability. We hunger for peace. It's in our bones. Just like the ancient people groups, we look for stability and we search for peace and 
a variety of things. And the prophet Isaiah draws our attention to a number of those types of things. He draws our attention to those things that we make for ourselves and those things that we revere. He calls them idols. And one of the things that the prophet Isaiah says about the idols is, we've formed them with our hands. They are of us, and yet we, we put power in them and assume that they can save us, that they can deliver us, that they can order our lives. We do much the same in our own lives sometimes. Prophet Isaiah draws attention to the fact that Judah is also tempted to search for peace and to look for stability in structures of power. And he warns them against thinking that Egypt to the south is going to save you. Or even thinking that Assyria, the big bad dudes to the north, that they're going to look out for you, that they're going to provide peace for you. Because that's one of the temptations that Ahaz has. Rather than joining the alliance with the Syrians and the Ephraimites and the Philistines, why not just go around them and build a relationship with Assyria, the ones that they fear? Perhaps then we'll be saved. Perhaps then we'll find peace. Prophet Isaiah also draws his people's attention to another place where they put put their faith and put their trust and try to look for power and look for peace. And that is the day's best tools. And so you have warnings against loading up on horses, chariots, and armaments. And Yahweh says, that's not going to provide the peace that you think you want. That's not going to provide the peace that you need. And too often, we in our own lives, we look to the day's best tools. What is it that's newest, that's best, that can do for us what it's doing for other people? And the prophet also warns against trying to find peace simply through numbers and alliances, as was the temptation to join with Syria, Ephraim, and Philistia. Don't put your trust in men, the prophet will tell them. In his indictment of Judah, Isaiah makes Yahweh's accusation quite clear. He says their land is filled with silver and gold and there is no end to their treasures. Their land is filled with horses and there is no end to their chariots. Their land is filled with idols. They bow down to the work of their hands to what their own fingers have made. And through the prophet Isaiah, Yahweh encourages Ahaz to trust only in Him. And to help secure Ahaz's trust, Yahweh challenges him to ask for a sign. He tells him, make the sign as crazy as you want, as big as you want, as low as Sheol and as high up as you care to go. You name the sign that you need to see to know that you can trust in Me. And Ahaz declares, no, 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 no. I could never do that. I'm not going to test the Lord. You can hear the, the false humility dripping off of his words. His refusal echoes the pride and the arrogance of his people. And that's really the key to their lack of peace. It is their pride their arrogance, and their hubris.
They think that they have everything under control. And if they don't, they think that they could get everything under control by pulling all the right levers, whether it be military might, the best weaponry, alliances, cozying up to the real power players, even idols if need be. Judah thinks that they have things under control, or at least that they can get things under control. And before you get to casting aspersions on Ahaz and Judah, answer this question in the quiet of your own heart. How many times have I convinced myself that I have everything under control? Or that if I just played my cards right, I at least could figure out how to get everything under my control. Thinking that we can figure out life and drag the world by the tail is common to the human condition. We've all been there at some point in our lives. Even sometimes when life is spinning out of control, and when we realize that we don't have life under control, we think, yeah, but if this were to happen, if I could just get that, if I could just get out of this, if only I got what was coming to me, If only things were fairer. If only I had what they had. If only I didn't have the baggage that I do have. See, we really think, despite the fallenness of our world, that we can manufacture peace for ourselves, that we can create stability for ourselves. We've convinced ourselves that it's possible. We all fall for the same old stupid lie that Adam and Eve told themselves. I can figure this all out for myself. We may not add on the, and I don't need God's help, but really how we sometimes scramble in life betrays the fact that we really don't think we need God's help all that much. Or if we need God, we basically just need His help. Just a little assist from Him. An extra set of hands to get the task done. Isaiah's instruction to Ahaz and to the people of Judah is quite simple. Only the Holy One in our midst brings peace. Emmanuel, only as God is with us will we ever know true and lasting peace. Surrounded by That which concerns us, we'd do well to heed Yahweh's warning. In verse 4 of the text here in chapter 7, he says, Be careful, be quiet, do not fear, do not let your heart be faint. In verse 9 he says, If you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. Because unbelief destabilizes all of life. You cannot have true peace without wholehearted trust in the Lord. It can't be done. The best you can do is try to put out the fires of life as they spring up. Try to steady and reinforce your house of cards. 
But in the end, it'll all come crashing down in a blaze of despair. You see, in our lives, we're often too busy trying to create heaven on earth for ourselves. with The toys and trinkets that we can conjure up, the things that we can accumulate, the fun ways we can pass our days living the life of ease and life of comfort. And all the while, God's desire is for us to trust Him as He brings heaven to earth in our midst through His church. Do you want peace? Trust only in Him. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of heaven's armies. In the end, Ahaz fails to trust the Lord. He gathers together gold from the temple and sends it as tribute to Assyria, the superpower. Judah forsakes their covenantal relationship with Yahweh, and Ahaz's leadership was a precipitating factor in that abandonment. About 150 years later, Judah will be taken into exile under Babylon. A new superpower, an even bigger and badder set of dudes than Assyria was. But Yahweh will always be faithful. He will preserve a remnant of His people and lead them back home to Jerusalem under the commission even of a pagan king, Cyrus of Persia. The Hebrew people had a term for Yahweh's glorious presence. They called it Shekinah. And it was the glorious presence of God that rested with His people. The Jewish exiles in Babylon, 150 years after Ahaz, they're sent back to Jerusalem to rebuild the altar of the temple and to relay the foundation of the temple that had been destroyed under besiegement. The priests blew trumpets to celebrate and the people shouted for joy at this newly established temple. But some of the elders among them began to weep. And they wept so loudly that you could hardly tell the difference between their crying and the people shouting for joy. It was just a loud, uproarious mess. They wept because they knew the previous temple had been so much grander. It had been so much more beautiful. It had been so much more regal, so much more impressive. And here they are looking at this rebuilt foundation and they wept. There's an old rabbinic tradition that as these elders wept, the Shekinah glory of God fell upon the temple and that they too began to shout for joy. Because Yahweh showed up. The glory of God 
and the peace of God often comes when we've all but given up. When we've reached the end. When we've reached the end of ourselves. When we've reached the end of what we can do. When we've exhausted all of our vain attempts to try to create peace for ourselves. It is often then that we find the peace of God is right there. What's the difference maker? The difference maker is His presence. God showed up. Emmanuel. God with us. That makes all the difference in the world. That brings glory when there is no glory. That brings peace when there's nothing but instability. And the presence of God, Emmanuel, that's what Christmas is all about. God with us. And that's what Advent is all about. God with us. That is what the marriage of heaven and earth that we see in the book of Revelation is all about. I will be with them and they will be my people. Will we be ready? Will we be ready not just for December 25th where we have everything in line and ready to go for Christmas Day. But will we be ready for the day when heaven and earth become one at the return of Jesus? And do we trust Him enough to live in that reality now? Today, do we trust Him with our everything. Are we too busy scheming and scrambling and trying to figure it out for ourselves? Father, we pray that You would move among us as we sing. We pray that You would impress upon our hearts and bring to our minds how we need to respond to You. Lord, we want to trust You completely. We want to trust You with our everything. Lord, we want to know Your peace, but even more important than that, we want to know You. We want to know You as Emmanuel, God in our midst, the Holy One of Israel among us. And so Lord, help us in these moments as we respond, to respond with the totality of who we are, to respond with the completeness of our being. Lord, help us to trust You more. Help us to trust You more today than we did yesterday. Help us to trust You more tomorrow than we do today.
Lord, help us in these moments together to resolve in our hearts that we are completely Yours, that our peace belongs to You, that our stability belongs to You. Lord, help us to trust You completely. We pray all this in the name of Your Son, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. Lord, we thank You for how faithful You've been to us. We thank You for how good You've been. We thank You that we know Your mercies anew each and every morning. And we thank You that You protect us and watch over us and meet our needs through providing for us. Lord, we lift up to You our needs this morning. And You know each and every need. You know each and every concern that is upon our hearts. Lord, we lift up the hedge paths to You and pray that You'll watch over them as they make their way home from visiting family in North Carolina. Lord, be with them. Keep them safe on the roads. Lord, we lift up our people who are looking for employment. We pray that You would open the right doors for them that You would open them quickly, that You would open them faithfully. And Lord, help our people. Lord, we lift up Cheryl to You as she's away from us this morning visiting her mom. We pray that You would be with her, help her to know that we miss her and we love her. Help her to know that we're praying for her and her mom and her uncle. We lift up her mom and pray that You would be with her as she's back in the hospital. We pray that You would be with her, that You would be with the doctors and nurses as they provide care for her. Lord, help her to get well completely. Lord, help her to restore, um, help her health to restore. And Lord, we pray that you would restore her strength. Lord, we lift up her Uncle Joe to you as he's been diagnosed with cancer. We pray that you would encourage his heart, that you would be with him. Lord, we pray for those that are providing care for him, that you would give them wisdom, that you would help them to be a source of healing and touch for him. Lord, You know us fully. You know those things for which we give thanks. You know those things which concern us. And You know those things which we fear. You know how much we love You and You know how much we trust You. Help us to love You more and help us to trust You more as we make our way through this holy season filled with mystery and wonder, please help us to prepare our hearts and order our lives for the return of Your Son and the fullness of His kingdom. Help us to trust You completely. Help us to seek You faithfully. To seek faithfully the true peace that only You can give. And help us to strive throughout our days for the peace of the kingdom of heaven to be known by others throughout this world. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for helping us to rejoice in the gladdening presence of your Holy Spirit as we gather together as your people and worship you in the name of your dear Son, Jesus. 
O Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord of hosts in our midst, thank you for throwing open the ancient gates of your kingdom and welcoming us into your courts. Help us as we continue to tread the path of Advent to seek you while you may be found. And in the busyness of this holy season, we don't want to miss you. Merciful God, you sent your messengers, the prophets, to teach us repentance and to prepare the way for our salvation. Please give us the grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins so that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. In the name of Him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever we pray. Amen. In just a moment, our ushers are going to come forward to receive the Lord's tithes and our offerings. And I want to remind you, please, if you haven't already, fill out your communication cards. Make sure you get those in there. Not just for a a prize, but uh, those are worth it. But um, but also, I want to know how to be praying for you. So as they come uh, to to prepare to receive uh, what we've brought for the Lord, you you make sure that you've got those cards prepared. Thank you. Before we receive the benediction, I want to tell you uh, the band's going to be playing as 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 soon as we uh, give the benediction, and uh, y'all kind of hang and mingle, enjoy the music, and then we want to invite everybody out in the hallway to enjoy some coffee, tea, and cocoa, and some refreshments. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. May we go in the blessing of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please check out our website at faithmethodistchurch.org.